I got like my nice nail, got my torch filled. Like we're gonna do real dabbing. We're gonna do it real, like the cool kids. I'm honestly not even gonna smoke that much weed today though, dude, because the amount of hash I'm gonna have to smoke to hit all these, we don't even need it, but I gotta smoke a little weed first. Mm-hmm. What's up everybody? And welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. This is the 420 episode. Super excited to hang out. Um, spend some time. We're going to basically today's like agenda for the most part. We're just going to be looking at all individual rigs. We're going to smoke a bunch of these rigs, tell stories about them, tell 420 stories. There's a couple of rigs on the table here that have um, significant 420 stories. So we'll get into those. Um, we're just going to like hang out and sash and uh, try to have some fun because this year's 420 is weird. It's not the same. It's not the same not being able to go out and spend time with friends and sesh pieces and enjoy glass art and good flour, good concentrates, but we can still do it in different formats. So today, I'm um, excited for all you guys that are going to hang out with me uh, and spend some time here looking at some glass and session. Uh, this morning right now, smoking some uh, Cushments and um, uh, who is this from? Oh, it's Snacks from Snacks. This Cushman's is super fire too. You guys know I like to smoke that wedding cake a lot. And the Cushman's is actually like wedding cake crossed with something. It's like a wedding cake cross. I usually know the name of the other strain, but for some reason right now, it's just blanking on me. Oh man. Yeah, this is like this whole past week, I've been like smoking more hash than flour, just getting prepared for the 420 episode. So I could make sure I could get through like most of these rigs. There's a couple on the table I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to smoke the Matt Robertson or this hybrid mini tube over here, but I have them out because I kind of wanted to talk about the hybrid mini tube, the EHJ, and then the hybrid mini tube recycler right here and how they're all like within the same family and how they evolved. Cause we've touched on it before in other episodes, but I didn't have the pieces out. So I couldn't really get too into it with you guys. And also too, we have a third camera set up today so we can really get some good shots of function and when I'm showing parts of the pieces and everything. So, um, yeah, just constantly working together with, uh, my producer Mark Styles to try and make this better and better each time. So again, thank you guys for hanging out. But before we get into it, let's smoke some weed. We'll just talk about the week for a second and then we'll start session a bunch of these rigs. And two, also, if you're listening to this on the podcast app today, this is really a YouTube episode. I mean, it's going to be mostly function and just, you know, smoking rigs and stuff. So uh, for the most part, I would say this is a, a save this one for YouTube. Um, I'm sure you could listen to the audio, but it's definitely going to be uh, better watching the video. This week's been better for me, though. Like, I know last week we talked about I was, had a bunch of things going on, some anxiety and stuff, and like have that kind of shit every week, but uh, didn't break as much glass this week. I had a little slip up this morning and then fucked up a piece, but um, shit happens. The rest of the week's been great. Um, getting a lot done, and we have some drops coming up. Uh, we have a drop at Third Coast Hetty's coming up, and they're actually down here in Colorado Springs. I thought they were in Texas, but um, they actually just moved up here recently. They're buying a store. They were going to have a big grand opening, but obviously because of all the uh, stuff going on with COVID-19, they, uh, they're they going to do an online drop. So I'm going to be one of the artists um, you know, doing a drop right around 420 with them. They're getting a bunch of really cool colors. We're doing some faded RBRs, and uh, we got some really cool CFLs. We're just trying lots of new colors, and 
new color techniques and just, you know, just have some fun and keep off having different stuff coming out. Um, so third coast headies. And then also too, the Barcelona drop still in the mail. Obviously it takes a little bit to get there, but even if you're in the States and you saw a piece from that, um, the Barcelona drop, I'm going to be making the post, uh, actually you guys will see it by the time this comes out. But, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Cause even if you're in the States, they're still going to ship worldwide. So, um, you know, watch for those drops. Those are the next two coming up. It's third coast headies and the boom bap drop at Barcelona that we've been talking about for a while. But yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that this week is feeling a little less like hectic. Um, you know, my, my kiddos, little noggins healing up quick and, uh, we're just getting orders out. All of our shops are like getting back to us. Everyone still wants the glass. Like people are excited for the drops. The Sunday sale we just did this past weekend was amazing. Like people supported so heavy. I had some really unique little like pieces in there and, um, just that you guys that supported that sale, I was able to get my, my first lathe running. So I've been posting a couple of videos. I'm going to be posting more, but I finally got my first lathe actually running and hooked up with torches and stuff. So now I can start practicing and uh, trying different stuff and just learning a whole new way of glass blowing. Cause lathe work, lathe work is like, it's not even like regular. It's not like bench work. It's a totally different type of glass blowing. Um, so I'm really excited to start pursuing that and learning new techniques on there. And, uh, you know, just learning how to make, new stuff, that exciting feeling where you're like, oh my gosh, like a new door is open. There's a new path and the possibilities are endless. I already feel that with glass blowing, but with these new tools and stuff, it's just like, I just, I'm super excited because I feel like there's so much more I could pursue now and I could do even higher quality works. And I don't know, there's just, it's, it's what I needed right now. I needed that lathe to get set up. So I'm stoked. You guys that supported that Sunday sale made that possible for us because everything we do here at Bear Mountain Studios, like we work hard, we save money, and then we buy the thing. Like it's very, you know, we're very small. Um, there's obviously faster ways of doing things and stuff, but we're just really not trying to take out like loans or anything like that. We really just want to like pay for it with what we got and work hard towards it and really feel uh, accomplished. But man, when you spend money, even if you've like worked hard for it, you get I get anxiety to spend it. I'm like, I don't want to spend it especially big bills, like buying some of the tools we're buying. But I know that it's just opening up more doors and opportunities for me as an artist to pursue, you know, bigger and better things. So I'm really excited about that. And also to save my back, because when you work as much as I do with your hands and your hands are out in front of you, it's, it's just not good for you. So having a machine that can hold the glass sometimes will be really beneficial for my longevity as an artist. So that, you know, even when I'm in my fifties, I'm still, you know, whipping up stuff and I'm not like, Oh my back, I can't move. Cause I fucking killed myself so much when I was younger. It's another thing that people always get at me. They're like, dude, it's good to rest too. Take care of yourself. And I plan on it. I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of it. But right now I'm, I'm still very young. So I need to seize opportunities and continue to crush. Even if I feel sick or tired, it's, it's important, but yeah, there's all our intro shit. Now we can get in the episode and hang out and have some fun. So First piece today, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to smoke my personal triple-double RBR. I just recently sold one of these, a 10-millimeter version, during the Sunday sale. It was full crushed opal. Mine is actually crushed opal over onyx and then just uh, Portland green for the body and the drain. That way you can see all that function. Um, and uh, today I'm going to be smoking um, some rosin from Mystic Melts. And it's, uh, I think, Mystic Melts 710 on Instagram. Uh, these guys are like local to us here in the Springs and, uh, they hooked me up with some fire Terps. 
Uh, so that I had stuff to smoke during 420 and on this episode we got some pure guava is one of the strains and the other strain I think is flow OG could be wrong about that second one but there's definitely Colorado flow in there I can smell it um, but yeah I think we're gonna get into the flow OG first because that pure guava honestly that they got fucking rocks me like I can take a few dabs at flow OG and just feel like good I smoke some of that pure guava and I'm just like on the ground just super stoned so we're going to get into that flow OG first. I'm going to put my joint down, take a sip of coffee. We're going to play with some function. We're going to get into these rigs. First, I'm just going to take a couple dabs on rigs, and then we'll get into some stories because a few rigs on this table here have some stories behind them. And there's a bunch of stuff on this table I've never even shown or talked about on the podcast. A lot of early work from, uh, we're talking work from 2014. We got a few 2014s on the table, a few 2016s. And then we have a 2000 and this is a 2019 right here on the table. So this is, this is the newest one here in the middle. Actually, the newest one would be right here, this five millimeter. This is a uh, 2020. The only 2020 on the table is this little tiny thing that is about the size of the embroidery on my sweater. So <coughs> let's get into it. Going to get into this flow OG and this stuff is like super terpy. And like when I first moved to Colorado, one of the first strains I smelled here that really blew me away was the flow. Um, I used to go to like Kind Love and stuff back in the day and find this strain there. And there's just something about it. It has like this certain terp to it. And I wouldn't even call it like a gas or OG terp, but it's like in the family. It's almost like a more vibrant, um, I don't know if I'd say citrus. It just has this really vibrant gas, almost like, you know, when you smoke, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the strand San Fernando Valley OG or good SFV has like this really vibrant gas. It's like sour diesel, but more like, I don't know. Vibrant's the only word I can think of because it's just this really like powerful, like bright terp. Oh my God. I've been talking so fast and so consistently at the beginning of this episode. And I know after about two dabs, I'm just going to fall right off. But what we'll do is we'll just continue dabbing and smoking rigs, even if I'm just like lost and confused. We'll see what happens. Uh, today I'm going to be rocking a bubble cap all day. Um, this nail I have right here is like a 20 mil nail, and my spinner caps are made for like a 25, so I don't have any spinners for this. this is a this is the nail I use for videos? But um, last episode and this episode, I'm like just enjoying this new nail. So I haven't really made a cap for it, but honestly, the bubble cap is like perfect. So much airflow great for recyclers and we have a bunch of recyclers on the table so here's my torch all right see we got our new third camera angle here looking good i'm gonna move this little guy boom poop cup's gonna turn and look at you guys there he is so we're gonna do cold starts all day just like last episode because i don't want to wait too long and honestly i don't want to risk taking a hot dab and then be really useless i'll get super stoned and feel great but i'll be useless Mm. <coughs> oh, that flow. Such a nice strain. Wow. Mystic Mouse. Terps. <coughs> <coughs> oh, my God. First day of the day. Wow. Ooh, man, when I smoke quality terps, I just feel lucky. 
because man, you guys know, I mean, maybe you don't, I don't know how long you guys have been smoking or getting hashed, but back in two, even 2014, 13, it was hard to find super high quality rosin. It really wasn't a thing. Honestly, in 2014, 15, it was hard to find diamonds to find like really good BHL. If you, unless you knew someone or you had a garden and someone that processed it for you. So I still don't forget what it was like before we could get good hash all the time. And now it just seems to be like, there's lots of these, <coughs> <coughs> one second, we need a sip of coffee before we finish that thought. <sighs> oh yeah. It seems like there's a lot of those artists and hash makers out there nowadays. And a lot of people are doing a super good job. So it's really cool to, be able to just like have like consistency and like the terps and stuff nowadays and maybe that's just me speaking because i'm in colorado and i'm in a position where i know a lot of people but even if you don't even if you're just coming from out of state to like come enjoy and smoke in colorado like you'll be able to find good hash you just got to go to the right dispensaries one of the ones i love to go to is a cut above up in denver i go to the one off broadway super awesome location nice people there and great selection every time every time i go on i find something i need or want um, I've, I know I've gone to other dispensaries in the past and it's like you go in there and you can only get good stuff when drops are happening and then it's sold out within like that day. Somehow Cut Above always seems to have good shit all the time. Oh man, this triple double. Visually, I'd say that's the most appealing thing about this rig is people like that double vortex. But realistically, the double vortex doesn't improve like smoking or anything. It doesn't improve flavor or anything like that. It's just, it's a visual thing. It's like a fountain or something you just look at. Um, but I think that nowadays, like a lot of that smoking experience too, is the visual, you know, we're recording videos we're, you know, like showing people like function and doing dabs on videos. And I feel like, you know, like in a video, the person that's watching that video, they can't taste the terp. They can't feel that high or feel the smoke or any of that, but they can see the function. And I feel like it's a whole different dynamic to like the glass collecting and glass blowing scene is that people really appreciating function. Cause I know when I first started glass blowing, like there was a lot of functionals out there, but it wasn't like, um, wasn't, it didn't seem to be like a very important thing. I even had bigger glass blowers say to me, and I won't say who they were, but I've had bigger glass blowers say to me like, um, Hey, like they get, all I do is two hole diffies. Like if someone wants two hole di more than a two hole diffie, like if you want three holes, you're paying for it. Like no one really cared that much about function. Like obviously there was great functionals. Like sovereignty was always killing it. Toro was always killing it back then. But I feel like maybe even those guys weren't as appreciated as much as they should have been. You know, people were more focused maybe on, maybe this is just my perspective guys. This is so opinionated too. So what I'm saying right now, take it with a grain of salt. This is a very opinion based statement I'm making. It's just my perspective though, of what I was seeing in the industry at the time is that people weren't, you know, they didn't care as much about function as they did about like a certain color technique or a certain rare color, or this or that. And which is really cool too. I love all of it. I love all the rare colors and rare techniques, but with super crazy function too, is what I want to do. I want to do all of it. So, um, when I first got into glass blowing, I was so obsessed with function. So I feel like maybe like, cause we've talked about this before, obviously it's a lot of hard work, but there had to be a little luck involved with me getting to where I am right now as well. You know, like I work super hard for what I have, but also too, there had to have been some things that happened that really helped me get here. And I think one of them is just being so like hooked on function. And especially in the beginning, I wasn't interested in sculpting or anything or even color. I used to clear for the first like six to eight months. 
I would say six months. For the first six months, I used like all clear and I was just making tons of clear pieces and functionals. And um, I feel like because I did that and I, I, I didn't, honestly, I made a recycler before I made a spoon or a dry pipe. So I was like, when I started glass blowing, I was like, I know what I want to make. I even had other glass blowers and people, they were kind of look over my shoulder here and there and be like, stop wasting your time, dude. Like make 50 spoons and then make 50 dry bubs and do all these things. Like, and then you can start making what you're trying to make. And I'm like, no, I want to make this now. Even though I didn't have the skill, I just kept going for it. I basically just broke glass for months. But my point is because I was so obsessed with function, I feel like once function started being a little bit more appreciated, I, w I was in a good position and I was able to find a market or a little niche, you know, but still to this day obsessed with function, but back to the triple double, it's more of a visual thing. This is a bigger pipe. Like honestly, the biggest pipe I did back in the day ever was this blue one right here. This used to be the biggest pipe ever back in 2016, but this triple double is even bigger than that. I mean, it's only about like a half inch or an inch taller, but I mean, it's, Let's pull this guy over here and put them next to each other so you guys can see. Um, it's only a little bit taller, but this this used to be like the biggest pipe I ever did. So the triple double is like a big RBR with a double drain, that visual. And the 10 millimeter one I just sold on this past Sunday sale, like I'd say the 10 millimeter triple doubles are probably the sickest. I'm not, and they're less expensive. So obviously I'm like kind of digging myself in a hole here where I'm like, buy the 10 mil that's like, half the price um but still like the 10 mil version it's a more narrow can because the 10 mil doer the 10 mil joint that goes down into this can right here um is just more narrow so the whole thing is skinnier and it's shorter and so it's even like smaller condensed space and it just shreds just as hard um you can see that on my recent instagram post if you scroll back a little bit you'll see the crushed opal like micro function video but yeah, um, the triple double is this is my daily piece. This is the RBR smoke. Um, people are always like, oh, what's your like, favorite RBR? And like, like I said, I like variety. I like everything. But my current daily piece has been this triple double for probably the last three months. This is the only thing I've really been dabbing on. That's why today's going to be fun. We get to smoke a bunch of different rigs today. Um, but I'm going to take a sip of coffee, and then I think we're going to jump back to 2014, and we're going to talk about this Klein and this EHJ, and does this Klein have some stories behind it? Oh boy, we're gonna talk about it because this thing, it's it's got a story behind it. Mm-hmm. You want to hear something funny? I said I'm gonna take a sip of coffee and then I lit my joint. And I think that's how it used to. I'm like, oh, there's my joint. I better light it. But today's about the dabbing. But I'll take one more hit off this because this Cushman's tastes too good. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a minty, vanilla, gassy cookie thing. That's kind of what the turp is on it. All right, let's uh, let's move some stuff around. We're going to pull this Klein over first. Talk about this for a while. And honestly, I didn't even remember the stories I'm about to talk about this until I just looked at it now on the table. Like I just grabbed a bunch of older pieces that I love and I was like, all right, that's what we're going to do the videos on today. And then when I was looking at, looking at this piece, I was like, oh my God, this thing has a story behind it. So this Klein was like the centerpiece at my 2014 Champs trade show. Um, so in 2013, I went to my first Champs trade show in Denver, Colorado. 
And then uh, June of 2014, I moved to Colorado because I had so much fun at that Champs trade show and met so many great people. I was like, I need to live in Colorado. So this was my second trade show. It was my you know second year blowing glass. It was 2014. It was in the fall. I brought this piece along with a bunch of other stuff to uh, the trade show, but this was kind of like the centerpiece, like the way I had my whole display set up. This Klein was, um, let me turn this too so we can, oh, actually it looks nice there, that third camera. But this Klein was like the centerpiece of it all. It came as a set. It had like a carb cap and um, like a dish and like a few other things, like had a a male-to-male converter with a dome because back when I made this everything had male joints on it but I was like female joints are way cooler though so to sell the piece sell my pieces that had these 14 mil females I had to make converters converters because everyone wanted a dome but which was really cool because like literally three or four months later like Quave came out with like his banger and fucking then I was like oh no more converters because everyone wants females now because I was I always loved the female joints. Of course, I have a bunch of male jointed pieces out there too that were more production, but my like higher end like stuff like this with the handmade joints was always females. But uh, this was at my uh, second trade show, 2014, and uh, that trade show went really well. Like, sold just about everything, but this this piece and a couple others were the only ones left over. But this one was really expensive. It was like, for the whole set, it was like, man, I don't even want to say the number. I think it was 1,600 bucks. It was really expensive back then. That's expensive now. Um, but it was like a whole set. It was like a bunch of different stuff. So, and it didn't sell. And I was like, that's fine. Like I wanted to keep, I always try to keep at least one piece from the trade show anyways. That way I have like a nice first quality piece. Um, you know, for my collection, that's my work. Cause I like collecting my work too and smoking it and using it. Um, so I brought this back home and then like in, it, honestly pulled a lot of people to our booth and everything. So I was happy to keep it. But then I met this guy at the show that like wanted it, but he didn't scoop it there. So I brought it back home and he, uh, contacted me and was like, Hey man, like I want to scoop that piece. Um, would you be down to do like, like a trade or this or that? And I was like, I don't know. And honestly how this whole trade thing worked out, like basically he got the piece and he was going to get like, I was going to get free rent at a property he had so that I could set up some lights and grow because I didn't have enough room at my first house I was renting. So I just had like two lights and a tent. It was a very small grow at my actual house I was renting. But then this guy gave me an option to have like six lights in a space. And he was like, I'll trade you like one whole like harvest worth of rent. So I'd have like a few months of rent. Um, and I trade him this piece and I was like, okay, like that's like, sounds pretty damn fair. Like it's, they're all set up. They're already doing this. Um, so I did the trade. I bought all the lights. I bought all the equipment and I dropped it off at the house and he had the piece and everything. And then literally like the next day the house got raided and, uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there or anything. I just like saw it on the news and heard about it. And I was like, oh fuck, like my, my name's in their phone, like this or that. Well, what ended up happening is the house got raided. People got arrested, but he wasn't there either. He was like hiding somewhere. And, um, he had this piece though with him. And I was like, so I never got paid for this piece. Like I just, you just got it. And like this whole thing happened. I was like, is there anything you can do for me? And, uh, months went by and I ended up having to like contact his friends to contact him to be like, Hey, like, cause I wasn't trying to be a dick. Like I understand like you gotta be like, he had to stay like low key and like he probably didn't have like, 
you know, he probably couldn't be just like walking around trying to give people like their stuff back right now. Cause he was trying to figure out what his next move was. So I got it. But after like a few months, I was like, man, like what's going on with this piece? Like I really need to get this Klein back. Um, and, uh, there was also an EHJ he had it's EHJ number two, which I've never gotten back cause it was sold to someone else during this whole process. Like when I couldn't get a hold of him for months, he was still selling glass. So I guess he could have hit me up to give me back my glass, but he sold one of the pieces and um, I finally figured out where he was and I went to this like hotel where he was with my cousin and basically confronted him and he was super chill. Like I got the piece back, gave it back, but the EHJ wasn't in the Pelican. It was like this giant Pelican with just this Klein in it. And I was like, where's the EHJ? And it got sold, whatever. You win some, you lose some. I wasn't going to make any more of it. At least I got this piece and is what it is. But um, long story short, even though it's already been a long fucking story. Uh, that's, this piece has a lot of history. It was, a a piece that I used to try to like get a space where I could grow more flowers. Um, it was, a like the centerpiece of my champs trade show 2014. It was for me at the time, it was the cleanest piece I'd ever made. I didn't, I was just in shock. Honestly, when I finished it, I was like the next morning when I woke up and like showed Cassie, my wife, I was just like, it's like, look at this. Like, this looks like a glass blower fucking made it. Like, I was in shock. Like, because I, I did, it took me a long time before I felt like a glass blower. Even nowadays, I'm like, do you think I'll ever get like a certificate in the mail where it's like, you're a glass blower now or something? Because, you know, in the beginning, I just, I was just like some like contractor fucking landscaper that bought a torch and just like didn't really know anything or anyone and just went for it. And so, like, it was hard for me to, like, even after a year or two, I was like, am I really a glassblower? Am I just some guy, like, trying to be a glassblower? Like, I don't, I didn't come up in a big studio. I didn't go to college. Like, I don't have, like, a scientific glassblowing background. I'm a nobody. Like, but this piece was really special for me because it was very complicated. There's a lot of shaping. There's, like, Maria's all over it and stuff. And we haven't even taken a dab on it. Um, so I think we should do that. So we're going to get some dabs in on this Klein from 2000 and 14 the colors are blue stardust and i think the other color is blue velvet or electric blue velvet it's basically like i think like a dark cobalt over like um like one of those metallic colors like uh steel wool or something it's one of those colors that loves to crack it's like a it's one of those colors that in the industry is known like oh don't use that because it's gonna break but i've had this thing for six years now and no issues Oh, for sure, dude. So, I loved this front part with the three opals all bridging together, kind of making that, like, cool little shape. And, like, everything's reinforced. Like, this is bridged right up here with that Maria. Like, there's just, like, it's repeating shapes everywhere. And it has that sidearm mouthpiece that I do on the EHJs and I do on the honey jars till this day. That's one of my old things I used to do to keep the pieces a little shorter. The double Maria's on the uptakes, the Maria on the drain. Just a lot of little details in this. All right, let's see. I think the best angle for this one's going to be that. So that way we can see the vortex in this can right here. Cause that's what most people want. Maybe we'll do a little bit of an angle so you can see the drain and that. That looks pretty good. <laughs> but I should probably throw some hash in there and heat up this nail and then I'll readjust that angle. I'm doing a little bit more of this flow. Like I said, I'm going to do a few dabs of the flow before I get in that pure guava because that shit's fucking strong. 
And I want to be like coherent while I'm hanging out with you guys for a little bit until I just start not making sense. We'll see what happens though. Man, I appreciate all you guys too that like follow this YouTube channel and like watch these videos and get, you know, into them. Even if you want to make it 10 minutes in, I am going to be doing a giveaway on YouTube. I'm not going to post it on Instagram. I know I probably should post it on Instagram to promote the YouTube channel, but the first giveaway on the YouTube channel is just going to be for you hardcore subscribers that actually watch these and leave those nice comments and like these videos. So, hey, it's going to be a small amount of entries, but we're going to definitely give away an RBR. And I think we're going to, this is episode 10. I was thinking I'm going to do the giveaway at 1,000 subscribers. We're getting about like 100 a week. So we'll probably do the giveaway in like two weeks, three weeks tops. Um, and it's just going to be for like you guys. I won't post it on my Instagram so we don't get like a million people that aren't even going to watch the podcast that just want to enter for the pipe. I'm going to do the giveaway just for you guys that actually watch these. So... Um, I think I threw some hash in there. I'll throw the cap on there and warm this thing up. Um, I'm going to move a couple of things so I can swing the mic up to the piece. Let's see here. All right. Like I said, cold starts all day today. I don't want any hot dabs. I just want to take nice, turpy low temps. I want to enjoy the terps. That's a hot enough, but it tastes fucking crazy. I'll tell you that right now. I'm trying to baby this nail. I really don't want to fuck it up like all my other nails. I'll do another <coughs> pull on this piece just so you guys can see function. Um, your boy just burnt that oil a little bit. I got to clean that nail for sure because I got a little spicy. That was a little spicy. Made my nose run, made the nail get a little weird. Oh, we're good. It came right off. We're safe, guys. I just don't want to fuck up this nail. This thing's expensive. It was a gift. And I'm like notorious as a glass blower. We just abuse nails. I feel like I should have put more water in this too, but it's still shredding the gnar. All right, let's let's uh let's do a little, just a little dry pull. Look, that angle looks pretty good there. Oh my body, <laughs> the dabs. Just creeping, looking at that monitor. You know, but you can see like how this works. Let's make sure this mic's close enough so y'all can hear me. Um, since we got this cool third camera, I can talk about this function just a little bit for you guys too before we move on. Okay, so here we go. So the perk is in the bottom, obviously, right here. You're looking at the back of the pipe right now. So this is the uptake right here that pumps the water up into the piece. The drain is actually goes internal and then it goes out and then down into the foot. Um, I almost want to use my sweater as a background because I feel like my fucking white ass hands are washing out the drain and stuff. But sorry guys, this is the first day with the third camera and I'm like still learning. So bear with me here. But you know, you, with a recycler, you need an uptake and you need a drain. And this is just the, the path that the water takes in this climb. Um, and I believe that 
I'm probably wrong, but I believe that Quave was the first one to do the Klein. Um, so this was my take on it back in 2014. Um, man, he like, I mean, still to this day, but like in 2014, it was just incredible to see what Quave was accomplishing within the glass industry. And he was definitely like, uh, one of the people I really looked up to, uh, his form, his function, his, his like aesthetic of his pieces and the shaping and the cleanliness and just everything he was doing. It was definitely someone that I was like, man, someday I would love I wish you know could be that good. Now I don't really do that anymore with people because I feel like I just want to be as good as I can be. I don't want to like compare myself to others. But when I was a little bit younger, I was definitely like, I want to be like this person or that person. Maybe I didn't want to be just like him. Maybe I just wanted to, you know, like give up, like be like, like live my life in a way that was like how they were doing it. I'm not really sure. I, obviously the hash is already kicking in and we're losing. We're not making sense, but yeah, this was a really special piece. I believe Quave is the first one to do the Klein, and this was my take on a Klein. Um, yeah. Take a sip of coffee, and I think let's talk about the evolution of the exploded honey jar and then the little spinoff, which is the hybrid mini tube that became the hybrid mini tube recycler. So we're going to move these. We're going to put a few pieces in front of me here, and we're going to talk about kind of how these pieces developed and Bane, be careful. We got a big clumsy German Shepherd laying right in the middle, three cameras and tons of glass. We, we like to live life on the edge here. Keep it risky. All right, let me move a couple things. I also need a sip of coffee before I do fucking anything. My mouth is so dry. And I got the five mil piece with the five mil nail, so we'll take a little micro dab too at the end of this at some point. But we're gonna go in on these uh, next pieces. I'm just gonna move some things. Again, if you're listening to this on the podcast app, I would say, hey, save it for a day. You can check out the video on YouTube because this is a lot of just talking about specific pieces and function, a lot of visuals. Um, oh yeah, but we're definitely gonna smoke this thing. And we're gonna talk about this too. This, this big piece in the front has a lot of stories and history behind it. That's what this whole episode is. I want to talk about my first 420 and a bunch of different 420s we had. Bane. Come over here. Sorry, guys. I got to move this dog. He's being not smart. Buddy, you got to go lay down, okay? Go, little German guy. Go get in your bed. Go lay with Luna. Go lay down. All right. I'm going to move this dog real quick because there's a lot of glass. Come on, buddy. Go over here. Lay down. Good boy. Good job. So smart. Stay there. Telling you you're smart, now you're looking dumb, bud. All right, whatever. We tried. Lay down, please. Bane, he needs love, dude. He's stressed out. He's like, I need someone's love. All right, come here, Bane. I gotta love a dog for a minute, everybody. That's all right, bro. My guy. It's all right. All right. Now go lay down, please. Please go lay down. You're not thinking. Fuck it. We're doing the episode with a dog next to me. Let's do this. We just need a hybrid mini tube recycler now, and we can talk about these three pieces. Oh, I'm going to move one of these to the front as well so you guys can see this all better. All right. Put that in there. Put this here. Okie dokie. So, 
the exploded honey jar. Let's talk about where the name came from and everything. Cause we've never, I've never really had a platform where I could do long format conversations and talk about this stuff. So this is great. So the exploded honey jar, which is the abbrevi- abbreviation is EHJ. <coughs> the name comes from, because like my wife was really into, is really into like taxidermy and like anatomy of like, you know, like animals, whatever. Um, and we used to go to this place when we lived in New York City. It was called Evolution, and it was a store that basically had crazy skeletons of animals and uh, different, like, um, like all different, like, butterflies that were, like, taxidermied and stuff. It was just a really cool store. And Evolution had these things in the store called exploded skeletons, where basically it's a skeleton that's all, like, instead of it all being put together so you can see exactly what animal it is, every little piece is, like, blown out to, like on these little like pinpoints so like the whole skeleton's like exploded so it's like almost like it the skeleton exploded and then it like stopped and was just like hovering in midair and you could see like the whole like skeleton each individual piece but it was still the my guy chill but it was still the skeleton so it was just a really cool like form of taxidermy the idea of this was i was making the honey jar recycler and then i was like i want to make something that's not a recycler but that's like fun and I really loved the mothership eggs. Um, so this was like my take on it back in the day. And uh, the idea was that the honey jar exploded and separated and these pillars were like, you know, the things holding it together. So it's like the piece exploded. So that's where the exploded honey jar name actually comes from. Bane, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's having a tough day, everybody. It's windy. He doesn't like it. He's a very sensitive boy. Um, and the exploded honey jar was like my first like really like high-end like heady technical piece um i only did uh 20 of them in the 14 millimeter bigger size i only did 20 of them i owned two of those 20. um then i did the 10 millimeter or did then i did the micro ehj which was still a 14 millimeter but it was um smaller than this in every way it was just shrunk down but still had a 14 mil joint on it um i only did uh 17 of those and then i had the nano ehj which was the smallest one which most of them were 14 mil as well like the joint was almost as big as the piece and um i only did i think six of those so this was a very limited series um i said i'm not making more than 20 of these and that's that's it these are no these are no longer being made the ones that are out there the ones that are available but i am going to refine the design and come out with the refined ehj just like we have the refined bell recycler we're going to refine all these older designs and just master the function and make something super special and offer different stuff besides just the rbr the rbr is just the first refined piece in the refined line we're going to start adding the other pieces my guy you gotta go lay down dude you're being so needy today okay um but just to get through this a little quicker i want to just talk about these three pieces and how they're related. So right here we have a hybrid mini tube and um, it's like, I should have brought one of my mini tubes out. I thought I did. Um, But my old mini tubes, besides this middle section where like there's those little pillars and like it's kind of separated the middle peach section. um, My like older mini tubes, this is pretty much what they looked like. Um, Then I did the hybrid version of my mini tube, which I did the EHJ, kind of like the pillar section you see on an egg, and I put it into the middle of my mini tube. It's kind of like a cool little splash guard thing that made the water stack and feel, it made a cool hit. Um, This dog just, 
moaning next to the mic. It's not me. It's not my stomach. It's a German Shepherd. Um, so this is the hybrid mini tube. And this piece was actually at um, a gallery show up in Denver. And I believe that was during 422. Uh, it was the 5280 gallery show. I think, um, I forget, I forget like the exact, like, like who, I think it was Coons that ran it. Okay. Mark is more present than me. I was there and had pieces there and I know nothing. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, you did. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the 5280 gallery show, this piece was there. Um, and I had a, a lemon drop EHJ there that was scooped up by a collector friend of mine. Um, I think he still has it to this day. And uh, this piece was there, but this one didn't sell. Um, it was in a really weird spot behind a bigger piece. You couldn't see it. Um, it was a little rushed and, but I was fine with it not selling because actually I told Cassie, I was like, if this doesn't sell, I want to keep this one because the colors on it, elix, elix, um, <clears throat> Calypso and uh, peach and Calypso. This is an older color from Molten Aura. Um, it's like a precursor to Moonstone. It has a lot of copper in it though. It goes really red. If you don't like sleeve it, um, it just like reacts to the flame and strikes really, really red. This piece has some like crazy red spots on it that are pretty cool looking, but, um, I loved this color. It was my favorite color at the time. And also it was one of the hardest colors to work. I, I broke literally probably 20 Calypso pieces. I broke a lot of Calypso and then peach was my other favorite color, which I believe it's made with like gold dust. So that's what gives it that, like kind of that shiny orange satin, like sparkly look. I could be wrong about that. Um, but I just, the colors on it were my favorite and it was like a really cool piece and I loved the way it hit. And, um, also too, my pieces back in the day used to come with stoppers. This is before our bubble caps. They used to come with like stoppers and wait, we got a, we got a camera right here. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, we got the third camera here, guys. Let's see. I'm fucking, I would not be a good weatherman. Okay. So we used to make like these stoppers and stuff. They're all like cut and Basically, the idea behind these is they would just go in your piece when um, you weren't using it or you had it on display because my mom, back in the day, she used to have, like, these really beautiful decanters all around the house, and I used to love, like, oh, my dog's throwing up. You good, bro? Oh, he licks on me, I'm like, ugh, I hope you guys can't hear that. I'm going to have to clean that one up. Um, but, yeah, so... Back in the day, we used to sell the pieces and they would come with these like decorative stoppers because I was like, well, when you're not using the piece, it would be cool to have it like displayed on a shelf, like a nice decanter, all clean with its little stopper. Um, now we do the bubble caps, but I, all these older pieces you see on the table all had stoppers. Actually, the stopper in this big piece right here was a drill bit that came out of the joint, which uh, Bane broke with his tail. A lot of things have lost wars to Bane's tail. Um, you're good? Drink some water, dude. There you go, bro. Um, but yeah, so back to the, back to the lineup though. So <clears throat> these stoppers, I just wanted to talk about. That's the only stopper I have on the table because I'm smoking the rest of these pieces. But I kind of just wanted to talk about that little thing that we used to do. Um, and then I'm actually on the back of this piece too. There's like a this little cab I used to make back in the day. It's like it looks like. If you're familiar with like traditional tattoo work, this looks like the little like traditional like flowers you see in like traditional tattoo work. Um, and I called them like neo flowers. Um, Bane, 
Dude, you're blowing it today. I was like, dude, you got to be good today, right? Nope. Um, so just kind of a cool piece showing when like I try to be a little more artsy. There's a few pieces out there with those little cabs. Um, and then here we have the combination of these two pieces put together and then a recycler as well. So these two pieces combined, basically, let's, oh, okay, I got that third camera. We can see it pretty good. These two pieces combined, I made this, which was the hybrid mini tube recycler. So this is a hybrid mini tube, and then this is the recycler version. So this is the HMR. You guys have seen me do collabs with these. I've posted these before. Um, Lewis B. Dabin on Instagram has a really, really crazy HMR collab I did with Karma. Um, you should definitely check that out, and it might even be for sale. He always has a super heady pieces for sale. Um, Luna down. Oh my God, Mark, I'm so sorry. Bane, you need to go lay down. These dogs are really having a tough time today. They're just concerned. Um, so this was the combination of those two pieces. And for me at the time, this was like my headiest, fanciest piece. Like it was just a combination of a bunch of different techniques I had learned and I made it into one piece. And uh, not all of them were this big. This is the biggest one. Bane, Bane, okay. I might need to, uh, I might need to do something with these dogs because it's getting dangerous as fuck. All right, one second, everybody. This is a fun, this is 420 episode. We're having a great time right now. Uh, we got Bane in the house. He's freaking out. We got Luna. I think they got a shit. those dogs shit and we're gonna keep on talking and then i will let the dogs back in and i'll have to walk away for another second but you guys are here hanging out this is what it'd be like if you were at my studio right now hanging out with me telling stories smoking hash this is exactly how it would be happening the only difference is maybe my wife would pop her head out and i'd have to go inside and change a diaper but while we're on the podcast that doesn't happen so we're free i love podcast day I get a full, like at least hour break where I just chill with you guys. I smoke. I don't make sense. And then I post it on the internet and see what happens. <clears throat> so here we are. All right. So the HMR hybrid mini tube recycler, this piece right here was kind of special too, because this is the first time I tried line work. This is rough. This line works rough, but I tried it and it was fun. And the next time I did it, I got better. But I kept this one too as a reminder is because I have three different sections. I have this top section, which was the first one. The bottom section was the third try, or the second try, and then this joint was the third try. So you can see the progression on the piece. You're like, well, this one's bad, this one's a little better, and this one's the best out of the three. So you can, I can see my progression. Um, I was really happy with all like the welds and like the function and everything. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not taking this to age with me. I'm just, I'm keeping this one because it's just not good enough to sell as far as the line work goes. But also too, it's like really special. It was my first time trying to do that. I learned a lot on the piece and um, it's something I can keep to remind me, you know, where I started. And it was kind of like a combination of like, I put all this time and energy into shaping and function and cleanliness there, but I'd never done any line work. And I tried line work and it was like putting like something that like a two-year-old had drawn on like a really well-structured design piece. Um, it's kind of funny, but I, I love it. I love it, seeing the progression and stuff and remembering what I did. Also, too, this is one of the first 20 mil coins I encased. There was just a lot of firsts on that piece, um, so I had to keep it. Also, too, with this EHJ over here, um, this one's kind of special, too. This was made in, uh, 
during like Christmas time, 2014. And this was the first time Glass Alchemy ever dropped Blue Dream and Haterade. These, and this actually came in tubing form. They had like had this special like tubing that Glass Alchemy was selling. It was, it was awesome. I was this, so this is kind of a special piece to me too, because this is the first ever drops of um, Blue Dream and Haterade that were ever put out. So some really original colors there, the original batches, pretty cool. So I think it's time to take some dabs now that we've talked about these pieces. Um, I'm gonna dab on the EHJ first, then the hybrid mini tube, then I'm gonna try and collect myself so that we can move on to talking about this big piece here in the front. Um, but before I do that, I'm gonna call my dogs inside real quick. Bane, Luna, come on. Thank you guys for being patient and bearing with me during this episode. My dogs have absolutely been a handful, but they can't be inside because this is the baby's nap time. Bane and Luna, be nice to each other. There we go. We did it, everybody. Puppies are laying down. Okay, so let's uh, let's get a dab on this EHJ. I think I'm going to get into this pure guava finally. Let's, uh, let's get weird uh, because to me, that pure guava hits me in a way where I get scared. I told my wife. After this episode, I'm going to smoke enough hash that I'm going to have an anxiety attack because I'm going to be, like, overthinking everything. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to need to just sit down and watch, like, a Disney movie with the baby and eat some fucking lasagna or something. I don't even know. Which, she was like, fuck yeah, because I have a million emails to answer because my wife can't get anything done right now with this quarantine. Because our, our little lady can't even go out and do things. Um, so she's getting, like, the baby's like, fuck. I wanted to go out and see my friends and play and do stuff. So everyone's getting a little stir-crazy because my wife hasn't even been to the mailbox in five weeks. So she hasn't been outside, like, at all. I take the baby out in front into the courtyard and, like, playing stuff. Talking like I live in, like, a castle or something. You, you should see the courtyard. You'd laugh. Maybe we can get a picture of it and just have it up in the corner. So as I talk about it, you guys can be like, that's what he's talking about. Um, but yeah, I've been going outside with her at least every day just to get some fresh air. But man, she's like, I want to go fucking play. I want to go somewhere. You know, it's everyone's feeling that right now, I think. But yeah, so let's get this pure guava in this nail. And we're going to smoke the EHJ. Then we're going to smoke the hybrid mini tube recycler. Probably talk about them a little bit more. And then we're going to get into that big one that I'm saving for last because it's such a special piece. All right. God, it's fucking cold out in Colorado right now, guys. I'm shaking. I opened that door and the wind, the cold, it's snowing right now. So one thing about Colorado, it'll snow all the way into May sometimes. It's nuts. Not like it sticks, though. Like the snow melts pretty quick. But just the fact that it gets cold enough and then it happens, it's just like, fuck, when's it going to end? Do you guys like listening to someone complain on camera? Because that's what I do, I feel like, half the time, and I'm sorry for that. But this is, this is like, the only time I get to, like, just chill and talk about stuff because I'm so busy working all the time and shit. All right, let's get this EHJ set proper, though. Let that chill for just a second. All right, let's turn it. Okay, cool.
Terpy. That pure guava. Oh, <laughs> <coughs> 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 terps. Oh, yeah. Hope you guys like coughing into your fucking ears. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, the EHJ, uh, EHJ design, though, um, it does incorporate like the base of a honey jar, essentially. It just has hollow Maria's instead of a solid one so that the water can actually pump up into the pillars that are welded to the top of that hollow Maria right here on the top. And it's it's not a recycler, though. Like This line that goes through the center essentially is just like, I mean, it condenses the smoke, helps increase flavor. At least that's the theory, right? I mean, does it really do that much? I think it's a lot of a visual thing too. I think it's kind of cool to see glass like, you know, like going through itself, like, like spun or like braided together, like just seeing something that's a solid set up like this. Cause if you don't know anything about glass blowing and you look at something like this, you're like, how did they get that through there? Like, how did this happen? It doesn't make sense. It's like when I first did, when I didn't know anything about glass and I was just buying it, I was like, they're fucking wizards. I was like, how do they put that thing in there? How like that was one of the most interesting things to me. I was like, man, just how do they even get perks in? First time I figured out how to get a perk in, like my mind like just like exploded with ideas. It was like just learning that one thing, like maybe go, holy shit, I can do. What else could I do? I don't know. So the EHJ was a really special design to me. It was my first real expensive, like headier piece. I combined a lot of different techniques and I learned a ton on these pieces and it, it was a great foundation to just know that, you know, just keep pushing and trying different stuff. I know that sounds funny coming from the guy that makes RBRs all day. Um, but before the RBR in 2018, it took off. <coughs> I mean, I was selling a lot of them in 2017 direct, but like I went, I went to my first trade show with the RBR in 2018. So like, before then I was making all different stuff, but, um, I had no like direction. I was just, it was just like all over the place. So I feel like even for someone investing or buying glass, they want to know someone's going to be around or be consistent. Oh my God. My dog's walking in between camera legs. He's like, you want to see something sketchy, bro? Fuck pain. All right. But these were like the pieces for me that really, I think, kind of sparked my mind for like trying to do maybe more technical stuff. So let's get into the uh, hybrid mini tube recycler, which is basically like a recycler version of an EHJ with a little more like, you know, slender, narrow kind of setup. I mean, this is like an older, really old EHJ. So this one's super small. The ones that were coming out in like 2016 were way chunkier and bigger. This is a small one. But uh, it's weird. It's like my pieces go through phases. Like they'll be small and then they get big and then small. But that's like handmade shit for you, I feel like. Bane, you're fucking living life on the edge right now. Leaning against the main camera. My guy. Oh. Man, all these terps today, though, from Mystic Melts have been super fucking on point. It's been really nice. Let me get the right angle here for you guys because the uptakes are in a way where if you have it like this, it like blocks the camera from seeing the vortex. So I'm gonna like turn it just a little bit for you guys so that you can see the vortex in that top chamber. Um, 
So, honestly, I'm going to get back into that fucking, uh, that, fuck, I can't even think of the name of it, flow again, because it's, it's super terpy and it's a little more mild. If I keep smoking that pure guava, I'm just going to, like, fall off the stool. We got a lot of glass around. I need to look responsible. This is responsible, right? This looks really responsible. Responsible adult. All right. So, HMR. We get this hash in there. We're going to heat it up. Cold starts again, like I said. And we're going to show you guys the function here. But I'll talk about it real quick. So, it has a reinforced gridded inline. The uh, Bane. Everything's fine, dude. Uh, it has a reinforced gridded inline. And then that pumps up. And then it goes through this pillar section like the exploded honey jar. Sorry, guys. My I just keep cut, stopping because my dog is being horrible. I don't know what's up with him today. He's getting stir crazy too. I don't, I, we none of us are going out. But then it has the pillar section like the uh, exploded honey jar, and then it goes into this hollow donut right here that pumps into these two uptakes, which is into the drain. Now this, like, when I say hollow donut, this section's a donut because the water drains down through the donut, and then it goes out in between two of the pillars and down into the base. So there's a lot of like building these pieces is really challenging, but it's super fun because there's a couple steps on this where like on paper, it really shouldn't work. Like you should, the piece should crack, but sometimes it does. And then you have to remake it. But then there's sometimes you get through and you're like, that was a miracle. We did it. But I think now that I have the lathes, I can build these in a way where I won't be doing that because before there's certain steps would be easier with three arms on this pipe. Um, and now with the lathe, I'll have that third arm. I'll be able to fucking do some of these welds more consistently and not break so many of these. Let me put some hash in here so we can warm her up. You don't have to listen to me talk for a second. You can listen to me cough and attempt to smoke hash. Practice every day. I'm not super good at doing weeds, but I do practice every day. And I think someday we'll be good at it, but it's like, you gotta try. You can't quit. It's consistency is key. Sounds like the garbage is here or something. All right, let's move this mic. Boom. See the camera. Boom. There we go. Just a little more. Just a little more. You. Ooh. 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 <laughs> wow. Yep, that's definitely that's definitely concentrated weed. I can tell. I can tell, I can tell that's weed. <coughs> wow, that rosin is so fucking terpy. Even when I fuck up a little bit. The first hit is always so nice and derpy. And then I said the second heat I do is always like, don't do it. I'm doing it. Man. It's been. This is honestly, I've been fucking practicing all week. I've been smoking more hash, getting ready for this episode because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do just like two dabs. I have like all these pieces I want to talk about and it's like 420 and like my wife was down. She's like, you can do it. She's like, 
go smoke hash. Because I usually, this early in the day, I'm not getting this stone. I usually wait till the baby's, like, asleep, like, eight, after 8 o'clock at night. So getting this stone early in the day is, like, really fun, especially if, since my wife's, like, on board to be the responsible parent while I do this episode with you guys. I feel like a kid again. I'm allowed to just, like, go get stony in the garage. That's sick. I don't know. Or a loser. Either way, I'm having fun. But I think this, all these terps are fucking making my nose run. It's nuts. So terpy. Um, so I'm going to do a dry pull on this too, just so we, we can just show the function as well. Um, because my dabs are, my dab game is weak as fuck. So let's, um, let's also to get smoke out of there, but let's just do a little video showing some function. All right. Don't mind me. I got a, one of those. Holy shit. The terps. <coughs> Mystic melts. <coughs> oh God, they're doing things. Sweet. All right, let's get some function going. I'm gonna put the hat up a little bit. Oh yeah, I can't wait to start making these again. The refined version of these have the double diffuse perk in them. That's one of the big changes is instead of this little inline, I put a fat double diffuse perk in them because I'm like, we need a bigger engine. The engine is too small on these, these ones right here. I need a double diffuse perk. I need something that just like throws the water effortlessly because there's so many twists and turns with these pipes that you need a strong enough engine to pump that shit quickly through there without you overworking yourself to get your dab. Not saying I'm overworking myself with this design, but like anything, I make them, I test them, I know where things can get better and better and better. And the double diffuse perk is changing these. There's only one out there, Louis B. Dabin has it, but it changed the whole piece. Insane with the double diffuse perk in them. <coughs> wow. Catch my breath, I'm docking and I'm dabbing and I feel like I'm, and I'm at high altitude. We're at 6,800 feet right now. I got excuses for days. Ask me something. I'll tell you an excuse. <sighs> Just kidding, but really. Okay, so let's get in to the last piece, which is this. Wow, that coffee, that dab, slur my words a little bit. Let's get into this last piece, which is the uh, this huge one right in the front here. And we're going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you the history behind it. I'm going to attempt. This is funny because honestly, guys, pretty stoned and I'll tell you right now let's go get messy we'll see what happens I'll just move a couple things because this is a big piece and then we're going to put a piece up where this one was boom yes sir okay and then my nail is right here oh man all right so I'm going to start back at, let's see, 420, I think it was 2012, I think that was the year, 420 of 2012, we had a couple of friends text us that lived in Pennsylvania, we lived in upstate New York, and they were like, hey, um, are you guys doing anything today for 420, and I was like, oh no, we're just fucking chilling at home, 
like, do you want to go to New York City and go to this gallery show? It's all pipes. And I was like, no way. And I'd only been to New York City. Uh, oh, at that point, I'd, yeah, I had lived in New York City for like a while and then I moved home. So yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, like I, I want to go back to New York City. I haven't been there in like a year and a half or a year. Um, and I know a lot of people there and the food. So I was like, fuck, let's, let's go back to New York City. And like, it was like a five and a half hour drive. But um, we fucking went for it and we were able to get to the show on time. And this show was like, for me, it was the first time I ever even heard about like there being a show with pipe, just like pipes at it. And it was like at like a real gallery in Soho. Um, and it was just super cool. And like I met like Jop and talked to him. He like talked to me for a while. I was like, man, I'm meeting famous glass blowers and people are just talking to me and like everyone's so chill. And it was one of those other times that really made me fall in love with the industry even more. I was like, oh fuck, like this is amazing. Um, and I had such a good time and I actually ended up meeting the guy that was like running the gallery and like there was like, it seemed like, the, like, I don't know that many famous people, but there seemed like there were some famous people there that they were like catering to and stuff, like looking at like the high-end pipe art and stuff. It was just, for the time, it was just super, super cool. And we were like dabbing in like hotel rooms in New York City. It was just like such a fun experience. Um, but yeah, like I met the uh, guy that set up the gallery and um, he was like the nicest. He was like this young guy, super nice. Um, we hung out and he was treating everyone, no matter who you were, he was just treating you like with respect and kindness. And then after that show is like when I got my first torches in April, 2013. So like shortly, like, I don't know, like a year after that show, I guess is when I got my first torch and I started like really getting into glass blowing, like going hard. And, um, I was like, I don't know. I was just that show that I had after meeting that guy that ran the gallery, meeting all those famous glass blowers, hanging out with everyone and experiencing and session and just everything that happened at that show in New York city. I was like, that was another thing that sparked. I had to do glass blowing. So basically the guy that was running this gallery show, he had another show. And I believe this one was in 2014. Maybe it was 2015 pretty stoned right now, but I think it might've been like late 2014, maybe like fall. <coughs> Yeah, I think that's what it was, fall 2014. He had another show in New York City, and I was living in Colorado at the time. So uh, I couldn't make it to the show. But he was having a show there, and he was he contacted me. I, he, like, remembered me. He, like, contacted me and was like, hey, man, like, do you want to, like, uh, have a piece at this show in New York City? And I was, like, I was blown away because the people on the list were just, like, I was a nobody. I'd only been blowing glass for like a year. I was like, I was literally, it was like, I honestly, I was not prepared. I probably should have said no, but I just went for it. I was just super grateful. So I was living in Colorado and I couldn't make it to New York City for the show, but he gave me the opportunity to have a piece in the show. And this was the piece that was in the show right here. And this is the uh, submarine recycler. Um, I was really into Legos and like Bionicle and shit back in the day. And this is kind of based off like a Legos Bionicle kind of vibe. Um, for me, because I was playing with so many connects and Legos and shit, like as a kid, like building this was like glass Legos or glass connects. So if you're someone that likes that kind of shit or used to when you were a kid, you probably could build really cool pipes. You just got to figure out how to melt glass. That's one of the main components you need. But for me, this was like, 
I have all these ideas drawn down for like someday when I'm good at glass blowing and I like kind of had one out of the book and I was like, maybe I could do this. And I obviously didn't, I didn't come out how I wanted it to, but I still like love the piece. I put like honey jars everywhere. Like I used the colors that were most popular at the time for my honey jar recyclers and bell recyclers. So it kind of like really like screamed like, you know, Bear Mountain Studios. Like these are all the colors and the shapes that Bear Mountain Studios is doing. So it was a really cool way to like showcase some work, but also have my brand on it. Um, even like the propeller like spins and stuff. One of the blades on the propeller exploded though because there's opals in every single blade of the propeller. Oh, this is also a drop down. So this is like a claw arm because there's a uh, a stopper that I got to fix because Bane broke it. But the stopper that goes in this when the nail's not there is like a big drill bit because this was like, you know, harvesting minerals from under the ocean. Yeah, I, I had an idea behind it. I'm pretty nerdy. Yeah. Let's see. Was that too high on the spin down here? Okay. Sorry, guys. Producer's not stoned. I am stoned. Oh, yeah. You'll see all the opals kind of in the front there. Oh, this is fun, Mark. Look at this. I got this little camera here, guys, where I can see what you're seeing. And this is fucking dope. Mark Styles kills it. Hit him up if you guys want to do a podcast, too. And then we got the propeller back here. Like I said, one of the blades is broken, so it doesn't spin like normal anymore. But I still love her. I got these little portholes up here. They're like purple rain. So they're all transparent. I don't know. I was a real nerdy little kid. I played with a lot of models. I painted a lot of uh, Warhammer and shit. I was just a nerdy little kid. But this is a functioning recycler. So how it works is your smoke is going to go down through this joint right here, through the arms, into here, and then the perk is inside this front can right here. See this black line right here? See this black line going right down? It goes down, and then the perk is inside this big front chamber right here. It's an inline, a reinforced gridded inline perk. So then what happens is the water, let me see if I can turn this a little bit for you guys. The water pumps up and it pumps through this black line across here and then spins in this chamber and then drains down in and there's two returns. Both these like landing gear on the bottom or some people think it looks like a train or whatever the fuck it looks like. But those two black tubes on the bottom, those are hollow. And right here in the front, you can see them right in the front here, guys, these black little return lines. You can see one right there. So that's where the water returns back into the base underneath the perk. So this whole thing is hollow. It's a recycler. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty big piece. It was the biggest piece I had done at the time. Um, Uh-oh. No, no one calls me. I'm not even cool. There we go. We're good. That's weird. Um, so let's take some dabs on this. Bane, it's fine, bro. My guy. Oh, he's like a Mr. Call. He's so stressed out about everything. You're fine. You're going to make it, bro. German Shepherds are such weird animals. They're not even dogs. I've said it before, they're aliens. They don't, like, I've had other dogs better on other dogs. These ones are weird. Mine maybe just has anxiety. I don't know. Go lay down, bro. Maybe because he's like me. We're just both stressed out. No, you got to go lay down. Go over there. Go with Luna. She's being a good dog. Being a bad guy. Okay, well, we're going to smoke this piece in just a second. We got to get this dog to relax. Um, he ne probably needs to cuddle. 
he's like very needy. He's a handful. Good thing I don't work a job where I'm like at a place. Good thing I'm home all day with him. Go lay down. Please. Please. One second. Just go lay down. I'll help you in one second. You got to go find a place to lay down. Mark's not going to give you any love right now. He needs to work too. Broseph. Baynard. Stinkwolf. You got 20 fucking names. Listen to one of them, please. All right. Whatever. Guess we're gonna dab on this really old fun piece with a German Shepherd on our side. You're killing me, bro. I love you, buddy, but you blew it. You're blowing it, pal. Oh my goodness. Okay, we're gonna get to the pure guava with this, and then I'll do like one more dab on the micro rig with the uh, that flow. But we're gonna do a little bit more pure guava on this rig. Make it taste crazy. I cleaned all these and took some of them out of Pelicans today. and just Except for the HMR. I've been smoking that the last couple days, so she's a little dirty. But everything else is like pretty fucking clean. I'll make sure my camera angle is good. Sweet. Oh, we're looking on point right now. You'll be able to see the vortex right here, guys. This is the type of piece where it has a slower drain because how the returns are. Like, this piece isn't a tall recycler. It's like a stretched out, like horizontal recycler. So it has a really interesting, different function. Um, because my idea behind it is I didn't want to make it so you had to hold it a certain way. I just wanted you to like have it on your table like a model and just be able to get high through it. So let's do that. Oh, this can hold your bubble cap too, you know? You got your claw arms like, all right, bro. You got your cap. Just grab it under that red hot fucking nail. Super safe. Oh, I guess you could turn it though, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's fucking ways you could do this. Yeah, but I'm not going to turn it out like that because my goofy ass will fucking tip something over. Because already this thing's crazy. All right, let me make sure. We're looking pretty good there. Sick. All right. All right. Torch. There it is. I haven't smoked this in a long time. I'm pretty excited. Let's see what happens. Whoa. I don't know if there's enough water. Maybe we'll see. <coughs> I'm gonna look at the camera and see if I see it. It's hard to tell. I can't really. Can't? Yeah, it's kind of hard, especially with the colors. But colors are dark. All right. Well, that's honestly, it feels like it's doing it, but. Oh yeah, she's shredding the gnar. You should be able to see it in the video, bro, honestly, when people watch it. But um, no, this thing is uh, one of those pieces that I'll have forever. Um, it's, it's a piece that's been in actually a couple different gallery shows. It's in the Habitat gallery show in Florida years ago. Um, and then once I got it back, it like the propeller exploded, of course, once, I, once it comes back to Colorado. Um, I don't know. There's something about Colorado. Maybe some barometric pressures. Um, you know, altitude, lack of oxygen. I don't know. A lot of excuses, but for some reason, I've had pieces come back to me and they're fine, but then once they come back here, opal will explode and I have to replace an opal. 
I never replaced the opal on this just because I don't even want it to go back in the kiln. Like to me, I'm like, whatever. This is my personal piece. Like I'm fine with it. Builds character. I know. Like okay, don't do that. Like don't squish an opal and not like make sure there's enough glass around it because it popped because I flattened it and I didn't leave enough like you have to leave a certain enough like layer of glass around the opal to protect it from you know popping at least that's what they tell me I don't know but yeah this piece has been one of those pieces too that I brought like we had a booth at high times um cannabis cup 2014 in Denver we did it with rare extracts which is our friends and they're killing it right now uh you guys got to give them a follow it's rare extracts on Instagram. Um, you'll find it as soon as you type that in. It'll pop right up. They're crushing right now. Definitely check them out. But our friends Dave and Delaney, we all had a booth together in 2014 at Champs. Also with our friend uh, Foxtrax Kabuki. Um, man, 2014, our first year in Colorado, we did a we did a fucking high times. We did a Champs trade show. But we had this piece at high times, and it had an Earl Electric nail on it fuck so many memories are coming back now but we had like literally like hundreds of people come by the booth and sesh this piece and trout rare extracts and this was the piece everybody was using it was super fun and things shredded all day like we put some hash to this fucking thing um it was a really fun day i mean then like shortly after that um high times is when i got to go meet strain hunters and hang out with franco and Aaron and just me, them, and fucking Earl Electric. I think I talked about that in here, though, before. I can't really remember. We've only done 10 episodes. I'm already forgetting stuff I've talked about. But, yeah, that's another 420. There's been all these different 420s. One of the 420s was in New York City, and this was before I ever made anything like this. Um, I didn't even have a torch yet. I was just, like, mostly just, like, a spectator. And, like, I went to a show and met all those people, and that was one 420. Then another 420, I was at like the High Times Cannabis Cup in Denver, Colorado, and like living in Colorado and not being in New York anymore, like, it was just crazy, everything happened so fast, like I went from like living in a place where everything's illegal, like, I was literally transporting water, because like, I found a fire water source that was a half hour away, and I used to drive five gallon buckets of water back and forth, because we didn't, like, ROs weren't as accessible back then, and they were super expensive, and whatever I, you know i worked like an idiot sometimes and not you know not smart but i found a fire water source i tested tons of different water and i was driving water from a half hour away with my f-250 i would have like a bunch of five gallon buckets and then i would carry like all these five gallon buckets to this grow one of the grows was on a second story so i'm like going upstairs with all these five gallon buckets like i worked for my shit that's why i didn't sell my weed I'd grow it and I'd keep it in jars and I'd literally just have people over and let you smoke for free. And like, let's talk about terps. Let's talk about flavor. Like I want your input, like what's better, what's worse. And I was just so focused on terps and like growing and having the best weed. That was my whole life it was before glass blowing. Then glass blowing happened and I just got so immersed in it. And I did the same thing with glass blowing. I just, I just went at it like that. It's nuts. These pieces bring back so many memories. This is why I wanted to do this episode on 420 and, episode 10 it's perfect it's a milestone it's fucking awesome so stoked we made it to 10 episodes already like we're working super hard with these um but yeah like sharing all these memories with you guys and you know reminiscing as i hit each piece and like 
literally taking a hit on this piece reminded me of just being at high times in 2014 and just smoking so much hash and hanging out with so many different people, meeting so many different people that were famous to me. You know, maybe they're not famous to mainstream people, but to me, I met like a lot of famous like seed breeders and just like, fuck dude, I met like Exotic Genetics Mike and then that's when he like, he got an EHJ from me and we did a trade and he gave me like tons of seeds and still have them. I'm a seed collector, so like I just meeting all these different growers and meeting different like people that were like content creators that I knew from YouTube that I've been watching for years as I smoked weed and you know we've talked about this before on the podcast but I was like oh I just really desperately want to be part of this industry so for me like from 2012 and then 2014 hit and I'm in like Denver Colorado like in 2012 I was living in a two-car garage that was like renovated like we redid for a lady basically like my parents friends bought um, this property that had this shitty two car garage on it. And they were like, Hey, because my dad owned a contracting business. They were like, Hey Joe, if you redo this house, we'll let your son live there for like this long with rent. And I was like sick and I was a loser. So I was like, perfect. Like, let me just redo the house with your dad and I'll live there with Cassie and we'll fucking be happily ever after and live in this little place in Lafayette, New York, middle of nowhere, New York. I don't know what I was thinking, but from, being in that shitty situation in that shitty house and like now I'm it's 2000 not right now but I'm just you know reminiscing with you guys but and then from 2012 to 2014 now I'm in Denver Colorado I'm smoking all this hash I'm hanging out with all these people that I used to see on YouTube I'm fucking in this house I'm renting that's like you know too expensive and <laughs> fuck like it was crazy it was crazy. I remember like my wife did our taxes our first year in Colorado and we had no money. Like we spent, we had no money. And she's like, I was like, where's our money? Like, I thought we were working hard because I'm working every fucking day and all night. And she was like, she, she did the numbers. She's like, you spent all our money on hash. Like I, I loved the Terps too much. Any Terps and all Terps, if they're fire Terps, I was buying them. Um, and we spent literally like all we like at the end of the year we're like fuck we spent all our money on turps we got to be more cautious or more conscious of like how much it's costing maybe conserve stuff and be careful because we, we weren't thinking about it we were just excited we were like okay like we'll take some like I don't know I was a kid you know I was fucking 24 years old I didn't know what the fuck was going on I was saying yes to everything and just trying shit. That's one thing with like glass blowing, like I've like learned some lessons and had some ups and downs in it for sure. Like I definitely like climbed too quick in the beginning. I should have been like more just like focused on glass blowing and not so focused on who I need to be hanging around with to find success. I need to just focus on my craft and my art and, you know, just build my own thing and hope people receive it and appreciate it and want to be part of it or support it. So yeah, I've had those times where I'm like, fuck, like I'm spending so much time like trying to hang with people that I'm not making any money. We spent all our money on hash. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Things since I've moved to Colorado, honestly, since I started glass blowing on the real, like I've had the greatest things ever happen to me for sure. Life, I'm so many great like things to be grateful for, but I've it's also been the hardest time in my life ever. So much. It's like an emotional roller coaster. It's like within minute to minute it's like you're doing good for a second then crash and then you're doing good for a second it's just and I'm not complaining I'm just trying to like paint a picture for you guys because you know like if you're trying to do something and you're experiencing that right now 
you know, that's just part of that whole journey. It's what makes it so worth it once you do achieve something. And it might not happen right away. You need to be okay with things. might take fucking 20 years. might take forever. There's people right now that are 50 years old that are just finding their success. They're just finding their thing. Or people are just noticing them or appreciating them. But, um, so you just can't quit. See, wow, we, now we did too much hash. And we're, we're getting really in a weird place. So we're going to bring it back. And we're going to get back to smoking hash. So, I think, uh... We should get into this little tiny fucking five millimeter RBR. This little tiny thing. It's a oh, it's it's so pointless, um, but fun. We have to move the camera. This thing is so small. That's what she said. And there's a lighter. I even turned the label the other way. I'm I think so. You can't even see what it is. It could be any brand. <laughs> One sec, I need to take a sip of some fucking coffee, I guess. There's no water around me. It's all right, more coffee. What are we even at for time right now? Like an hour and 20 minutes? Jesus. Well, 420 episode, everybody. There you go. We're doing weed together. It's happening. I got to find the nail. Oh, it's up there. One second. This is, uh, this is how we're going to finish this. We're going to finish this on this tiny, <sighs> how do we even, you know, it's like, how do you even heat it up? What do you even do with this? All right. Let's figure this out together. So I think we should put some hash in there. I think that's our first step. I'm, I'm like, I'm just trying to get through this with you guys. Like we're, we're at a, we're at a point where I don't even want, I can't do the pure guava, guava again. I can't, we have to, it's just too strong right now. I'm like stone. For sure. I know I'm going to go inside after this and be like, what the fuck did I say? What the fuck happened? Be stressed out for like four days until Mark sends me the podcast and I watch him like, all right, you just, you just look like an idiot for like an hour. It's okay, dude. I'm like fucking shaking from the coffee and hash. I did eat some lasagna before this and I drank a lot of water being like, I'm going to hydrate up and get some food in my belly. I'm not going to be shaking. Too much coffee. And uh, just so excited to keep just smoking hash through more rigs right now. <laughs> but for real, I am. Uh, but my mind is like, bro, don't do it. Stay away. First of all, this thing is tiny, so let's figure out how we're going to fucking heat this up. Usually I use my little ass glass blowing torch. Did I even put the hash in there? Did it not come? all came off? <laughs> Fuck. Guys, this is the best part of the episode. This is what you've all been waiting for. You get to watch this for five minutes and just laugh. We did it. It's in the nail. And honestly, Evan Shore is actually making long neck ones. This is just like one of the like little prototype five mils he just sent for me for fitting and stuff. So, um, so yeah, the ones that we would actually sell with these will be a little bit longer because this is very close to the piece. Mouthpiece should be on the other side because I want your head to go that way because I'm going to need to be able to see the piece a little bit. Like you want, so bro, this is very uneventful. I'll be honest with you. What you're gonna see, you're gonna see like shaky hands. You're gonna see a beard, like puckered lips. Um, you're gonna see minimal function. You're gonna see, like, wow, I wouldn't buy one of those. Um, there's like so many things. Like, and this is for the people that made it this far. They're gonna see so much failure. No. I, so what are we doing here? They're obviously for sale. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Well, I'm not telling them to buy them. <laughs> Don't buy these. Sorry, you're good. That's a good angle. 
So you want me to do like this? Yeah. <coughs> like, I don't know if I can hit this off the table. Bro, this is like... Dude, it's so small. <laughs> yeah, just flip your head over. Fuck, I'm scared. I feel like this is like when you see like some sort of dangerous small spider or something. Like you you don't want to touch it, but or you don't want to... Eat, I don't know. I feel so dangerous right now. I'm just going to get the front hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, now we're talking. All right. What are we capping this with? Fuck. We need more heat. We need more heat. Sorry, did I put that in the way? <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry, everybody. It was, I told you, this is just, this is no good, but we're doing it live. This is like so hard. There we go. That's what you want. This is gonna taste great. I'm done. Yep. <coughs> God, fuck, dude. That tastes like the worst thing ever. That's just so hot. <coughs> oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I appreciate that. It reminds me of 2010. Um, everything was hot. <coughs> we all took hot dabs in 2010. Oh, if it wasn't red, it wasn't ready. You hit it while it's hot. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> There's a sound clip. Hit it while it's hot. <coughs> Just like that. Oh, fuck. <coughs> oh, my God. It was the worst. <coughs> it was the worst. But it was also the best. These bangers are going to be available soon from Evan Shore. Um, they're probably better on other people's pieces, <coughs> but mine, you need the long neck. So we got to get those. I'm going to do another video with a five mil. This is the prototype one. Um, and this is just like a, like a prototype, like smaller nail for a regular piece. So once I get the long necks, cause right now Evan Shore is not shipping because of everything going on because shipping is weird. And like, he has got a big studio, a lot of, he's got a few guys and I think he's probably just trying to keep his guys safe. So they're not shipping any nails right now, but I believe after, you know, everything's good to go, they're going to be back to it. So once that happens and I get some longer neck ones, I am actually going to offer these. They're going to be really, really affordable. I mean, these are going to be the most affordable RBR you've ever seen. These pocket RBRs. Well, we're moving the table. Um, but yeah, more for fun. Like the Titan RBR. The Titan RBR is pointless, but it's fun. This is just for like goofing around and fuckery. That's why we saved it for the end. We didn't want to ruin the middle of the episode. So uh, if you've made it this far, thanks, everybody. It's been fun, 4 420 episode. I'm stuttering at this point. Um, my nose is running. I feel like I did all the terps, and then I feel like I burnt a lot of oil on this nail right now. But, yeah, this was an awesome, fun episode, our longest one yet. You guys rule. Um, we got lots of stuff coming up. Like I said, we got the drop still. It's going to Barcelona. It's already been shipped. You can hit them up ahead of time. You should see a video on Instagram by the time this is out showing the whole drop, so you can hit them up ahead of time. We have the drop coming up at, uh, <coughs> excuse me, coming up at whatever shop I said in the beginning of the episode. Holy fuck. Dude, I am really trying hard to be like, I'm not stoned. I didn't, I didn't do weed. Fine. Good. Okay. Well, fuck. I guess we'll just end it there. I'm going to light my joint and try to calm down because honestly, a little bit of weed really does level me out. I'm shaking. Fuck. I need lunch. That's it.
I'm done, Mark. We can't do it. <coughs> Pipes. We're doing that like cutscene.